Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is here. The Falcons and Cardinals certainly provided a lot of offense, but believe it or not, there was a game where two teams needed to lose and only one did. Fantasy Sports today, hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports today. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. If you're listening to the show live on the FNTSY app or on iHeartRadio, that is certainly cool. But otherwise, what you can do is certainly listen to us on demand on Stitcher or iTunes and make sure that you give us as many likes and as many subscribes as possible so we can continue to do the show for you guys each and every day and each and every week here on FNTSY Radio. All right, back we go to the breakdowns of some of the games yesterday, and boy, has it been a tough week for fans, Joe, in the state of Georgia. How many years have I been saying this? I feel like it's always a tough time for sports in Georgia, always, right? You had the Braves go down. You had the Georgia Bulldogs get knocked out, potentially, of the playoff. And then you had the Falcons losing the worst way possible, honestly, yesterday. What a tough ending for them. But well, I wouldn't off. say the worst. I mean, that One Super of the Bowl, worst. I think, was pretty bad. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty that's, bad. That's that's bad the, that, is, that is the worst. Yeah, there, there hasn't been a I, – I, I basically – that's one of the few times in the NFL. I think if I'm not mistaken, I was watching it with my son, and I said he could go to bed. I, I'm pretty sure I did. I, I think it was like – I remember being – you know, we had the Super Bowl party. I had all my friends over, and uh, – this is a true story. After the pick six, I turned to my daughters who were very excited wearing their Tom Brady jerseys. And I said, listen, just so you know, this is probably going in the in the wrong direction. here. That, <laughs> that's that's one of these things when it happens in a football game and they were very small at the time. I think they were still five and seven. I was like, look, when that happens and you go one way to the other side of the field, usually you don't win that football game at this point in time. And uh, my buddy, who was a Giants fan, who was over there, of course, loving this and enjoying this. We took his hat. We put it in the freezer. And we put the hat in the freezer. And when we put the hat in the freezer, my goodness, all of a sudden, good things started happening. We had the bad Giants mojo in the house. We had to get rid of it. That's what it was. See? Okay. There you go. And now I know. Superstitions in the freezer. Freezer. There you go. Put it in the freezer. Hat of the opposing team or a bad mojo team. Put it in the all freezer. Right. There, you go. there you go. Golden Tate <laughs> in the freezer. This week. All right. Uh, Kyler Murray, 340 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, we're in trouble with rookie of the year. This guy, I think, took the lead this past week. Uh, David Johnson, two touchdowns for him. He came through. A lot of people thought he wouldn't play this week, which was really the right call. He didn't practice for most of the week until Friday. We found out that he would. Uh, Chase Edmonds looked pretty good. 33 receiving yards and a touchdown. So maybe he is going to give Johnson some some kind of uh, spell time. And then Fitz just comes through as the wide receiver three pretty much every week. Six for 69 on the day. Matt Ryan, I saw is like the first quarterback in 50 years to throw for 356 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions and lose because their defense oh. can't stop anyone. 
Uh, Devonta Freeman, his best game of the year. 19 I know, car- of all yeah. the times. Oh, my God. Devonta there it is. Freeman. He finally did it. 19 Hilarious. carries, 88 yards. This is exactly what you wanted all year long, and he, and he, he gave it to you. If he does this all the rest of the year, it'll be great. Three yeah. for 30 and two touchdowns. Uh, look, it took six or seven weeks, but finally he did it. Uh, Hooper, eight for 117 and a touchdown. Ridley, four for 48 and a touchdown. And Julio Jones, although he's been quiet in terms of the end zone, still gave you 19, 20 fantasy points, so he did well. But look, uh, the Falcons at this point, Joe, uh, their Vegas totals going over every single game. They can't stop anyone. They can't nope. stop the bleeding. Uh, they could have easily won this game, by the way, too, and easily gotten blown out in this game because they just literally uh, can't play D. You pointed this out a few weeks ago. This is I don't think that this is changing anytime soon. And so uh, they, they, to me, and look, the Chiefs are a team that I think that you could play, especially with the running backs against them, but they're going to be situations where the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points, and that's going to create a problem uh, in in catch up time, I don't think it'll be as clear cut. This is clear cut. Falcons have the worst defense in the NFL. It's not close, and um, and it's time to target just for the rest. Of the, you got ten weeks to do it. You got to target against the Falcons the rest of the season. Yeah, and keep playing the Falcons too. But keep playing all your Falcons because they're going to be having to constantly stay in games. And Matt Ryan's going to be aggressive. Look, this is great. I thought this is what I expected. I just expected more wins from the Falcons in this process. But the defense has been even worse than imaginable. I know they've had some. Some injuries and look, they should have won this football game too. You know, Bryant missed the field goal at the end and then this was it. They should have won this football game. This was a winnable one for them. Kyler Murray was absolutely brilliant though. And I think that what you're seeing the last two weeks between Kyler Murray and Edmonds being more involved in this offense, I think is where they should start to go. They should start to go with this whole two back kind of system where DJ and Edmonds are both involved. I think it's going to make, it seems to be making Kyler Murray more comfortable. Everything seems to be a little bit closer to him which is good where you're not asking him to make really big throws downfield necessarily in, in tough spots where everything is kind of dink and doink and find the guy here find the guy there and I think he's that's where he excels the most and I think that uh that's a very big positive and you're right he did go ahead of Minshew this week certainly had Minshew to. did not have yeah. a good game at all but the Falcons man I mean I don't know I don't know where you go from here I mean Dan Quinn's supposed to be a defensive coach and this defense for the last three years has been absolute just since the Super Bowl, since they collapsed, it's just been awful, Craig. Yeah, yeah, and he'll be let go at the end of the year. Honestly, there's no point of even doing it now. It's just they're so bad. Who could come in and they save are. this but team? It's amazing that Freeman had the game he had, too. I mean, God. Yeah, it's great. Look, yeah. that was that was fantastic. And and look, even if Freeman goes 14 for 50 and a touchdown in every game the rest of the year, you'll take it. The problem is he gave you almost five weeks of nothing to start, and so now he's he's got to start picking it up. But look, good sign for him because unlike Gurley, who's getting volume and still can't get yards per carry. Like this was yeah. good. 19. He's the anti girly. <laughs> he, he could be, listen, there's a possibility. He could be picking it up a little bit, not impossible. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll, we're going to have to see if, if he can build on that. He one. could help some football teams out there at the trade. Look, I, I, I offered digs for him in a trade. I got turned down. I mean, real football teams too. Um, because if he got Edo there in your situation, I thought this was the final year of it. I can, it? I'll double check at the break. I will okay. look. Yeah, no. Again, who trades for running backs these days? I mean, Carlos Hyde, bleeping Carlos Hyde, has been on four teams in three years and got cut. Looks like one of the best running backs in the NFL. This yeah. is why they're not, not working. Ajayi got traded a couple of years ago. That was a, well, for nothing, though. Yeah. Fourth round, fifth round pick. Can you yeah. Drake the Dolphins would take for a seventh round pick right now? He's a free agent at the end of the year. Redskins beat the Dolphins. Speaking of which, 17 to 16 in the tank bowl. Case Keenum comes back when he's back. McLaurin catches the ball. He's been the number one pickup off the wire in fantasy this year. No doubt about that. Four catches, 100 yards, two more touchdowns for him. When he plays, he is great. Uh, Adrian Peterson had his best game in 10 years, and this will be it for him. 23 for 118. 
The quarterbacks for the Dolphins were not good. Neither of them very much so. Devontae Parker, three for 28 in a touchdown. And really the story of the game was that final two-point conversion that they didn't get, Joe. And so uh, that was the Dolphins' best chance to win. They'll have another chance when they play Cincinnati in a few weeks. They're 16-point underdogs to Buffalo this week. You thought that was the right call, right? The two-point, you go win the football game, right? Of course. Yeah, I mean, anybody who thinks differently, I think you're just out of your mind. The play call was horrible. Yeah. On, on the two-point yeah. conversion. Yeah, the play oh, call. No, no doubt about that. Well, the only the only worst play call of, that, of, of the day was Freddie Kitchens at the goal line where he challenged the, the play on the field as they were running the other play where Chubb basically was walking in the end zone. They lose the challenge, and then he runs the exact same play again and the Seattle Seahawks stuff. And I, I was looking around going, are you kidding me? How are you going to run this same play twice? You just ran that play, and it was successful. You think they weren't ready for it the second time? That was brutal. That was absolutely awful. So is it is it safe? Do you think Keenum starts the rest of the way for Washington? I never thought Keenum should have come out in the first place. You know me. I thought that Giants game. I thought that was when Jay Gruden sealed his fate when he took Keenum out of that game. That was a winnable game. I don't care how bad it started. It was a winnable football game. He went to Haskins, who wasn't prepared, wasn't ready, and the doors just came off. He completely just lost his mind. Maybe he just wanted out too. Uh, here's a fun no. one: Is Jay Gruden the next coach of Baker Mayfield? That's a good. That's a good call offensively. Just, yeah. then another guy just popped under their quarterback. Not a, quarterback yeah. whisper. not a bad call. But yeah, look, if Keenum is there, McLaurin is going to be a monster the rest of the season because even in wins and losses, this guy is this this kid has been phenomenal. I finally can pronounce his name right. This is before the season. Um, that was the guy that I wanted to grab just because I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was, and he had a great preseason. And he clearly is a wide receiver oh, too. McLaurin's been terrific. Solid. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Freeman has an out at the end of this year. That's what it is. He has a potential out. Uh, if I'm him, take whatever you get. I don't know. He's at the end of the line for, for me. But yeah, I, I guess the last 10 games will determine. That's the fair assessment of that. All right. Coming up next, we go to London and we'll hit on the Panthers and Buccaneers. Also, one of the dog games yesterday clearly was the Saints and Jaguars. But uh, Saints just keep rolling. So we'll dive into that as well. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe will be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY Radio. It is the Fantasy Sports radio network we got our injury report coming up here in just about 15 minutes we'll tell you who could be in and who could be out for this coming week of course we have a monday night game to preview as well between the green bay packers and detroit lions but first let's go to the game in london which fortunately i had a chance to see a lot of normally i I skip those games but for whatever reason i was around on sunday morning was able to watch it panthers beat the bucks 37 to 26 kyle allen 
is five and oh, and now for sure the questions are going to come what they do with Cam Newton when he comes back. I mean, it was it was a lock two weeks ago that Newton plays no matter what. I don't know how they could say that now. Two more passing touchdowns. Of course, I have him in that guillotine league. I was super happy with that. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had no room to run, but good enough. Two more touchdowns for him and a bunch of yards. Cool. Uh, Curtis Samuel, no idea where this one came from. Four catches, 70 yards and two touchdowns. Never saw that coming in a million years. Curtis Samuel probably does nothing the rest of the year, but wow, what a great game he gave you if you ended up playing him. DJ Moore, seven for 73. On the Buck side, same old story. Not a surprise. Jameis Winston, one touchdown, five interceptions, two fumbles. Oh my gosh, could it get worse? Seven sacks too. I mean, he was getting obliterated back there. Not I that mean, I, like, not that I want to blame it on that, but that certainly didn't help. He's just horrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. Four hundred yards. And, and you know what? Funny, our producer Sean Glastamakia didn't even respond. I mean, he, when Winston does well, he texts me. I, I don't text anybody during games. He texts me when Winston does good. Yesterday, I'm like, what's going on, man? What's going on? Two picks, three picks, four picks. No response from Sean the whole entire day. That's pathetic, Sean. Honestly, you're going to text me when the guy does well, and then I'm going to text you when he does bad. You're not even going to respond. Come on. I think you have to say the word bruh after what you just said. That is horrible. That is horrible, horrible, bruh. I mean, Tampa Bay. Okay, let's go through this, and then we'll go. (laughs) Uh, Ronald Jones, whoopee, he scored. Fantastic. Did nothing else. Godwin's been great. Awesome. 10 for 151. Evans should have had a better game, honestly. He dropped a couple. 9 for 96. He also had a two-point conversion. I guess he'll take it in the end. And oh, Cameron it's a, Br- that's a 20-point day in a PPR. Of course you take that. That's a great yeah, day. It Evans. could have been a lot better, though. He dropped a couple. It, it could have been better, but considering the fact of how many picks Winston threw and he still came out with a 20-point day, that's I think fair. you take that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then, of course, O.J. Howard did nothing, so Cameron Bray, uh ended up catching a uh, touchdown pass. But uh, look, the Panthers uh, are on a roll. They're going to have a bye week. McCaffrey's still the best. When you play against him in fantasy, you're like scared to death, which is which is crazy because there's very few players that have been like. Reminds me of Gurley a couple years ago. Uh, and on the and and so look, the, the Panthers are on the right track. It looks like they're headed toward the postseason, which is great for them. Uh, the Buccaneers, honestly, Joe, if I was, was them, the greatest McCaffrey game by his standards, by the way. No, but he still gave you 20 points. That's a, that's a bad game. For no, him. I understand. Well, that's what I mean. Like, the, it's funny because his two worst games of the year were both against the Bucs. So it is mind blowing to me that the Buccaneers seem to have whatever the Bucs are doing with Christian McCaffrey. Every other team in the league. Should I agree. They should. They should. And, and shouldn't and shouldn't the Bucks just tank for the rest of the season, Joe, and try to get a good quarterback? Honestly, like they there's no way they could come back with. How do you come game. out of the bye with you? You got the extra week to prepare. Don't you think you need to come out of the bye with Ryan Griffin? Like, don't you think you have to? I don't. Do I don't think. I think that's 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 a little wild for me. I don't think they're going to do that. But, but give I him the think, extra week to prepare. Why not? Why not give him an extra just, week of it's practice? Just it's just done. It's just done. Winston is not good. He never will be good. Winston will be in the, in the NFL for 10 more years as a backup quarterback. A hundred percent. He will st- he will remain in this league for a long, long time. Cause in All terms right, of who is the one, who's the other guy on this list that you could get to like a quarterback that you could say Tampa might have a shot at, you know, like, Oh, the top well, they're not going to, I don't think, cause they're going to win a few games, but uh, Jordan love on Utah state is going to end up being a top five pick. Uh, Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon is going to end up being a top 10 well, pick. Keep- Keep in mind, Craig, some of these teams that are terrible already have the quarterback of the future in house, like the one in five Jets or whatever they are now. The, That's the Redskins true, have Haskins. There's a couple teams that are bad. I, that I'm, have not, their I'm not sure that the Cardinals. Redskins are so sold on Haskins either. But uh, and also, I forgot Joe Burrow on LSU. Could yeah. There's some people who think he may be the one or the two. But look, the, the Bucks in terms of drafting him, did the right thing. In terms of people thinking that 
Bruce Arians was the quarterback whisperer. It's fine to think that. But in thinking that going into the season, it was a massive mistake because if you thought that, you had not watched Winston play. And there's no one that's going to be able to change this guy. He's always going to make bad mistakes. He will have, again, no indictment on him, a very long, profitable, successful career in the NFL as either a starter for a really bad team or a backup for a really good team because he can always come into a game and, and light things on fire and potentially win, but he cannot take you anywhere. I got a, I got a landing spot for Winston next year. You want to hear it? If sure. Especially if the coach stays. I think it's going to be Pittsburgh as a guy that they were like, you know what, we'll take him on the cheap as a reclamation project and hopefully you get another couple of seasons at a big Ben and Winston can throw the ball downfield. You know, I think that's the, I think that kind of spots where he's going to land. What do you think of that? I, 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 uh, I, I think Roethlisberger, I, I still think that they keep these two guys that they have Rudolph and, and uh, this other guy who Hodges, whatever his name is. But I, I think Winston is a starter next year for a team that drafts a rookie quarterback. That's what I think. Like I, could, to, like I could see Cincinnati drafting one of those top three guys, but Winston starts off the season as the starter. Was this, why is this Dalton's last year? His deal? Oh, whatever it is, he's done. Yeah. Well, I'm just it, saying it, there's not a lot of spots like that right now. It'll be a Flacco situation, you know, like where they Unless just Denver goodbye. wants to get involved in that S show. But I don't think that's going to oh, Denver just draft. Well, you never know. They just draft. Got, you know, that's a, That's what I mean. It's a very weird quarterback scenario this year for a, a lot of teams coming into next year. Unless you want to. I don't think the Colts would take it on. I don't see Frank Reich being the kind of guy that wants him. The Titans are the only other one that right now the Titans is a team looking right, for well, a quarterback. Well, that's the that's the that's the comparison that I make with Winston is Tannehill. I think that that Winston goes to a team right that has a guy, a quarterback, either on his last shot or a rookie that's not ready for his shot and ends up, you know, being the placeholder like Fitzpatrick at the beginning of the season. But if if I am the Bucks, I am done with this at the end of the season. And and look, I mean, his fantasy numbers ended up being okay because he threw for 400 yards. But if you lose two points for a pick, you just lost 10 points there plus the fumbles. That's just insane. No, no it's not a good day. It was not a good day. I, I played, I told you about Flex. I, I played Rick Wolf this week and, and he had his two starting quarterbacks in the Superflex were uh, Minshew and Winston. So... Oh. It was not a wow. good week. No. <laughs> Speaking of which, which uh, Minshew did not uh, have a good game yesterday, unfortunately. The, the Saints defense is one of the top teams in the NFL. Great fantasy defense, too. This game was tied 3-3 at the half. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater threw for 240 and a touchdown, so he was fine. Kamara obviously had something going on with him because he was kind of quiet yesterday. Thomas, Michael Thomas did nothing almost in the first half, then came alive in the second for 8-89. and 89. And then Jared Cook had a touchdown, 3-37, for 37, although he left this game late with an injury. For Jacksonville, Minshew may have fading a little bit there, 163 yards and an interception. He's going to have to win a few games now for us, for sure. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 24 72, and DJ Shark finally came back to earth a little bit, three for 43. Let, let's just give the Saints defense a lot of credit. They look like yep. a top three defense, maybe, in the NFL. Well, that's why I still put fantastic. the Saints above the 49ers. I still put the, I put the Saints above the 49ers because I think when Breeze comes back, they are far more of a complete team. I put the Seahawks above the 49ers because of the quarterback. Just Russell Wilson alone, I will put them ahead of him. But I, I think San Fran now is third in terms of power ranking in my mind there. Um, look, Teddy Bridgewater reminds you again, he's Teddy Bridgewater, and that's another spot. I mean, I, I don't think Jameis Winston will end up with the Saints. I don't think that's a team if Bree should retire that he'll end up with, but you never know. Camaro was dealing with an injury all week. He was questionable heading into it, and they ended up playing, and it was – Unfortunately, not a good look. I, I, you know, that was a, a disappointment because there was a lot of opportunity there because Camara's stats typically on the road are very good. But look, they came out with the W, and unfortunately for Jacksonville, 
you know, Leonard Fournette had a decent day. Again, uh, another good day. No touchdowns for him, but a very strong fantasy day with 72 and then 46 more receiving with six catches. But yeah, Minshew was kind of a disappointment here. Do you think it's really just Minshew coming back to earth and a lot of people getting the book on him now and getting more footage? Uh, I don't know. That Saints defense is we're going to find out coming up now because that Saints defense looks really good. So, um, look, last week, Minshew had a great game. If he didn't fumble at the end of the game, they may have won. So against Carolina. So I'm I'm not completely off him. I think it's a one game deal. Hey, we got the Bengals and Jets coming up in this game. Yeah, if he wins both those games, then you know he's then we're right back in this thing. But yeah, we've taken a hit for sure after uh, after last game, no doubt. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, one of the worst games of the season was played yesterday: Broncos and Titans. That was easily the worst game I've watched all year. Unbelievable! Uh, just uh, wasted three hours of my life watching that one. Uh, and also, the Steelers and Chargers looked like it was going to be one of the worst games of the year, but then it became competitive at the end. We've got the latest injuries. Also, the top 25 in college football. We'll break that down as well. A little bit of a Monday night preview, some baseball information, and uh, the latest on Mariah Carey. Yes, that's true. We'll take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. We'll be right back. Don't go away. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Packers minus three and a half and they beat the Lions by seven, you'll win seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. You must be 21 years or older and New Jersey to participate. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fantasy Sports Today, back with you here on this Monday. And dare I say, three hours of my life, I will never get back taking the Tennessee <laughs> against the spread. My gosh, like everyone in the world took Denver. And when everyone in the world takes one side, you have to take the other because they build casinos based on those games, Joe. When everyone is on one side, you take the other, you win. I, I don't know what I watched yesterday from the Tennessee Titans. It was the most pathetic offensive performance of any team that I have watched in any game this season. The play calling, the quarterbacking, the running back, the receiving. I mean, it it made me think it made me feel like I was stupid watching that game yesterday. I mean, really, like it was it was by far the worst pick that I've made all season long. 
And I still would have done it again because I don't think Denver's good at all. But they did enough to win Denver. You all you're the it's tough to win Denver guy. It's tough in September. But once you get to October and teams have adjusted, it's not quite the same. They're more conditioned. Uh, Look, McManus kicked all his field goals. Uh, Lindsay had a touchdown. He had 70 yards. Mariota was the worst looking quarterback I've seen in a game. And and maybe it's maybe it is true that outside of Taylor Luan, their left tackle, they have they have the worst offensive line in football. At least that's what people are saying, I guess. Uh, I, I haven't watched enough Titans football to tell you. I will also tell you this. Derrick Henry looked awful yesterday. He went down the second they touched him. He didn't block guys when they were running in. I don't know what he was doing on that field. And uh, and the coach looked mystified. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but maybe I should just give credit to Denver for winning that game. I would tell you this. I'm, I will be a hard fade on me for Denver, too. That I don't. They, they do not have interest in moving the ball down the field. They have interest in kicking field goals. It was, it was the worst game I saw all year. Yeah, it's uh, it wasn't pretty. That's that's for sure. It was uh, definitely not pretty. Did you uh, watch five seconds of the game? Uh, luckily, I did not because the Jets game was so. I would not have watched five seconds. Block. You should you should have texted me. Please do not watch this game. Well, I couldn't. I, I couldn't because I was I was. It was <laughs> the was, worst. It game. wasn't at the same time as I, the one I was watching where I was, so it wasn't uh, available. Had I watched five minutes of it, I would have said, "Don't watch this. It's bad." Yeah, but, I mean, Tannehill is going to start now. I mean, yeah. they have they have to try. Uh, look. I I don't they're he's uh, Mariota's taken the second most sacks of any t- uh, player in the NFL and then Tannehill got sacked three times so I Are guess it's that, if the Titans beat the Chargers next week it wouldn't shock me it wouldn't but I would have no prediction on that game like well there it's in Tennessee too just to make it even more wrinkly for you but how in the world will Tennessee do anything like I I, I don't know look, what they're how can you have that game plan going into the season and the, the comments on social media yesterday about this coach Vrabel were just like the most out of touch guy that is coaching in the NFL, like with some of his comments, like we can't panic and whatever. I mean, you did panic. You pulled your quarterback in the third. Is that panicking or is that finally just enough is enough? I don't know that it's on Mariota. It may be their line. He had no picks going into the game. It it was, it was just, he has no production either. That's a thing. It's like, you know, look, I'm I'm not going to sit here and be the Marcus Mariota apologist either, but it's very, Ironic to me that him and Winston, they went in the draft together. They were the two quarterbacks. Everybody's waiting to see. They were the guys that had some moments early in their career where people went, hey, you know what? This could be the guy there. And after this week, one of them lost the job and the other one looks like he is on the precipice of losing the job. So I think both of those guys, they are done. I wonder if they should just flip, <laughs> just go other places. But maybe I, I don't know. I, I look at this and, and if you're trying to win football games, I think the Titans should be trying to win football games. I think Tannehill gives you a better chance to win football games right now. I just do. Uh, may, maybe so. It was it was a very frustrating game to watch for sure. Having Tennessee, in but Philip Lindsay was good. Can we get a hollow on a Philip Lindsay? Yeah, he was pretty good. He hey, was good. Another look, good he's always going to get vo- he's always going to get volume. But once they were up, they stopped throwing. So Sutton did nothing. Sanders got hurt. He didn't play. They play Thursday night. They're saying that maybe he could, maybe he's going to be able to play. You can't trust Denver. They're an uninspiring today. team, Denver, without a doubt. There's 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 no Denver game you could watch and feel good. But look, if you just look at the game log. Uh, the 22nd of September, right against Green Bay, 21 for 81 for him. Good receiving day for him too, 449. And he had that turkey against Jacksonville, then back against the Chargers, 15 for 114 with four for 33, 15 for 76, uh, for 70 yesterday. Uh, so another good game. He's getting the good. end zone. All of a sudden, good. Lindsay's starting to remind everybody why he was uh, such a fantasy win for everybody last year. And I think good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not going to be what he was last year because every team knows exactly what they're doing. So it's, no. it's and Freeman it's getting And Freeman's getting... He's getting some. He's not as good as Lindsey, but he plays. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But look, it's it's uh, both teams are are just not good football teams. That's kind of where it stands. Uh, the, OK, so the other 
surprising result from a win perspective for sure. I mean, look, I, I mean, the Steelers was was one of our picks also in the uh, in the Super Contest and in the Golden Nugget. So saw them covering. But I, I'm not really sure what in the world's going on with the Chargers. Full disclosure on this game, did not watch more than five minutes of it. As I said, Joe, when it comes to wagering and it comes to fantasy, if there are not huge ramifications, I got to quit on the night game after watching London and then the ones and then the fours. I'm done. So I saw Pittsburgh up 21 nothing. I turned in to watch the Yankees and, and uh, Astros. And then I flipped back and I saw the Chargers kind of made it close for a time period. And then they had the ball very deep in their own end zone. And uh, Rivers has really you know kind of gone the other way there. Uh, the Steelers have a bye, if I'm not mistaken, coming up. So the injury to Connor doesn't seem to be major. Uh, circle the name. I keep talking about him. Eventually, it's going to happen for him in the NFL. And Benny Snell, it's yep. going to happen at some point. He's a very hard-running running back. Don't worry about the combine. Don't worry about him catching balls out of the backfield. He's going to play at some point. He did yesterday. Uh, he could really use like a secondary guy behind him, too, though. Uh, but maybe he and Connor split carries. I don't know. Uh, either way, great win for the Steelers yesterday. They open up with a defensive touchdown, Joe. And the Chargers at this point, uh, I mean, 10 wins is like an impossibility. I think their total was like nine or nine and a half. I mean, they're lucky if they get to eight and eight. I guess the injuries have just kind of caught up to them, I guess. Uh, the injuries have caught up to them, but also just they're not that good. I think last year, everything broke right for them at the right time. And they took advantage of some weaker opponents that they had. And they had a really good finish to the season. And then they went to New England and they got absolutely pwned. And uh, everybody kind of like shrugged that off. Like, oh, whatever, they'll be back next year. But it took a lot for them to get into the playoffs last year. It took a spectacular second half. And I give him a ton of credit because they did it without Melvin Gordon. Now Melvin Gordon's back and it still seems to be like a muddy situation. I, I don't know, man. All I know is that heading into this year, the Chargers are one of these teams that scared the bejesus out of me because when you talked about it, like you said, that was an easy line. I thought it was an easy line, too. I agreed with you because how often have we seen the Chargers just put away a team, right? Like the Chargers go, eh, we're going to just put you yeah. away. They're pheno- Joe, they're a phenomenal team uh, when they're up against it on the road as a dog. And when and when you have any faith in them at home and they're a favorite, you, you got to go the other way. The That's move it. to Los Angeles has hurt them as a franchise. Can can we just say that? Of course it has. It, it of really course, has. But it's about money, man. That's it. It's about money. But you know what? The fact that you could be there and you see more terrible towels and you see, you know, powder blue jerseys. Oh, not That's even close. A yeah. That's a huge problem. I think it's a mental problem. The only other fantasy positive I think you take away of this game is when tight ends are dropping like flies. Hunter Henry came back and had himself yes, in the game. Eight for 102 yeah. touchdowns. That's a huge game from a tight end. So hopefully you started him. I can't imagine you waited all this time for Hunter Henry and you didn't start him, but big game for him. Yeah, he look, especially with, uh, and now we can start talking about the injuries, and there weren't a lot, fortunately, yesterday, Joe, but I think that the big injury for people, and look, Amari Cooper's going to be a big one, but you can pick up a receiver. You really can't replace a tight end, and maybe somebody cut Henry in a fantasy league for whatever reason. He looks like a primary target. Rivers always uh, primarily targets tight ends. We saw that for many years with Gates, too. But just when Will Disley, Joe, looked like a top-five tight end in fantasy, and he was performing like it, uh, there are some who fear he's going to be out for the season, and I'm sure that we'll get that official word later today. Uh, not not really. I mean, Luke Wilson, I guess, is back there again. I suppose in a very desperate situation, you could pick him up. But, Joe, another season where, yeah, I mean, look, uh, Kittle and Ertz and Kelsey, have they been as good as you thought that they were going to be? Probably not. But you're so fortunate that you have them in your leagues because the others have been a complete disaster. There's only one person who's happy, and it's the Mark Andrews owner because you got Mark Andrews. That's That's it. There is nobody happy because if you paid for any of the top three tight ends with Kittle or Kelsey or Ertz, you paid a good price. I got a couple leagues where I paid for one of them, and I'm not happy. I'm like three and two or, or, you know, three and three in those leagues wherever we're at now. 
because you passed on a lot of other good talent to do that, to make that choice. So you're not really happy because none of them have had dom- what I would call dominant games, really. They've had some good games, but not dominating games. And then on the other end of that, most of the dart throws that you took have been terrible. Mark Andrews, right. that's it. You love life if you're Mark Andrews owners, that's it. Everybody else is miserable at tight end. And Ricky Seals-Jones is going to come out on tour again. <laughs> right now. So, yeah, so uh, O.J. Howard is obviously the big bust for everybody. Um, it is. Well, Cooper's everybody. just dealing with a bruised thigh. So there's no structural damage there. So... I can't see him missing next week. That'd be very surprising. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, in terms of those dart throws, uh, back to tight end, OJ Howard, right? Um, Terrible. Well, he wasn't even a dart throw. He was one of those educated guesses where people top said, 10 guys. There's one guy. Who, yeah. yeah. And he dropped another ball and hey. a huge catch right in his hands. This Vance past McDonald. Vance McDonald, you could put on that list. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody was really holding their breath too much for Trey Burton this year, but it's it's been terrible. It has been awful. I'll tell you what. You know what you do? You go look at the waiver wire. And see if somebody dropped TJ Hawkinson and you take a shot there. You take a shot. You do. <laughs> back to him. You have to be. Do you have a choice right now? You have I mean, to go back to TJ Hawkinson. nothing out there. There's but at least TJ Hawkinson has that big game in him. I'll tell you what. You know who's been Mike? Do you want to laugh? The, the undefeated flex team? Guess who the tight end is in that team? I have no idea. Jason Witten. <laughs> yeah, I got him in the super flex. Jason Witten. I, I had originally, before the draft, I, when I had luck on that team, before he got hurt, that I, I, I took uh, Ebron and uh, and Jack Doyle. They were both on my roster, and I cut them both as soon as, as, soon as he got hurt. I cut them both. As soon as uh, he retired, I cut them both. That was it. And I just picked up Jason Witten, and I just keep rolling him out there. And just like another nine points this week. Like, just, hey, whatever. Just yeah, no, fine. look, any, anyone who, honestly, if, if you're looking for a starting tight end in fantasy, you're looking for five catches and 50 yards and jumping up and down for it. I mean, that's 100%. it. 100%. That's it. There's there's really nothing else. I mean, it's... it's uh. It's incredible. All right. We're going to uh, start starting Dallas Goddard next week. I'm telling you right now. They're going to start with Goddard. Like, we need somebody. Somebody's got sealed clothes. I mean, he's he's still still he is. Like, he's hot. Like, two, two out of three weeks. Let them be the way. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we uh, we got to take a final timeout here on the show. When we come back, we'll preview the Monday Night Game. Also talk a little college football and baseball. You're listening to Fantasy Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Full-time fantasy coming your way in less than 15 minutes from now as our friends Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto will take over. Give me the latest from the coaches' press conferences, from everything that's being said today as far as injuries are concerned. So stay tuned for that show. It's coming up in just a little bit. Uh, before we move to college, Joe, do you want to take a stab at this game tonight? Are you interested in taking a stab at this game tonight? I know um, yeah, these, I like night, the Lions. these yeah. night games. Uh, well, what is the line here? What is the line? Uh, four and a half. 
Is that a definite? I, I, yeah, that's that's what I put. But I'm well. If it's be four and a half. I think that. the Lions cover it's that. Three. I think it, it, I, it's three. I'm sorry. It is three. It's three. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is three. I like yeah, that a little less. <laughs> in, in that Mike Cardano uh, promo there, or uh, read, it said in the points bet promo, it said three and a half, and I'm like, whoa, that's changed. And now I am looking, and the live line is three. I I think probably by game time it'll be three and a half. So um, I would I would have agreed with you on that, but I I think that for me, I probably would lean toward the under forty five and a half tonight. But uh, other than that, I'm. Hey, the Lions. With compete. the way I've been picking right now, I'm not. I'm, no one wants to listen to me anyway. The so. Lions compete. That's that's all it is. By the way, how did we work out Thursday? I blew that one too, right? I sucked again, right? Because oh, yeah. the Patriots, yeah. uh, Patriots covered the uh, enormous yeah number. Yeah, I was looking close there for a while. Listen, <laughs> you're, like one, you're like one in six against the spread on Thursday. You were okay yeah. on Mondays until on last Mondays. week. Yeah, not well. Last week you blew it completely, but. So you want to take a shot this week? I think you took the Browns on Monday last week. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought that was the back against the wall game against the 49ers. <laughs> no, not so much. 49ers were unbelievable in that football game, by the way. I'll, was- I'll go. I'll go under 45 and a half tonight. <sighs> I'll agree with that one. I'll go under the 45, especially without Devontae no Adams going to win this game. Well, Devontae Adams being out, I kind of doesn't that in a way cap like a giant scoring day just a little bit considering how I how think Green Bay's throw. defense is legitimate. I think the Lions' recipe for a win has got to be running the ball tonight. And if if the Packers' game script goes exactly how it's been going, then the game goes under. I'll do the under, and I'll take the, uh, I think, the Packers, actually, uh, with a three. Oh, I think, flip it I think around. Okay. Yeah, when, when it was four and a half, I was like, yeah, definitely, let's, let's go Lions. But three, eh, no, not so much. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll see what happens tonight. I need like 17 points from Scantling. If that Good happens, luck with I'll that. Up down. I don't yeah, think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. I'm down on him. All right, college football over the weekend. I was at a bat mitzvah, so I didn't get to watch all of Florida versus LSU, but obviously that was a really, really, really upsetting game and big disappointment. Although I will give the Gators credit. They played very hard for three quarters, but LSU's quarterback is phenomenal in Joe Burrow. So the new top 25 is out. And right now, the top four teams that would be in the college football playoff would be Alabama, of course, because they're undefeated. LSU has jumped Clemson. And so they're number two after they went over Florida. The Tigers are number three. And then Ohio State moves into the top four. They are four after Georgia lost to South Carolina, followed by Oklahoma at five, Wisconsin at six, and then Penn State at seven. And this thing will sort itself out clearly because this week Penn State plays Michigan. So if they win, they'll move ahead of Wisconsin. And then the following week, Wisconsin plays Ohio State. So one of those two teams will get knocked out. Oklahoma clearly at this point doesn't play a lot of tough teams until they get back to that championship game in the Big 12 again. So they have a clear path. Clemson, Joe, has a very clear path. And then Alabama plays LSU on November the 9th. But I guess the question that we have to ask ourselves at this point is that, Joe, if LSU beats Alabama, does Alabama fall beyond the fourth spot? I don't think they do. So that I game may be imagine with the margin it, of victories, right? That that wouldn't it, happen. Right? It, it may be irrelevant that game. So uh, we we I think I think almost certain unless an upset happens. And look, Alabama plays Auburn, and that, and anything can happen in that game too. That's always a game that's a big rivalry game. But provided that Alabama and LSU, there's only one loss between those two. Both those two teams are in. Clemson's not losing. So that team is in two. So that's the third. And then uh, unless Ohio State loses to Wisconsin or loses to Michigan, which is always a good rivalry game, but Ohio State's won four years in a row, 
then we could be looking at these four teams. Oklahoma being on the outside looking in, they've got a shot if Ohio State loses. And then, you know, Joe, if, if Wisconsin somehow was to beat Ohio State and then win the Big Ten championship, they would be in the top four. So this will all kind of sort itself out because the teams play each other. But we're getting very close to cementing an Alabama and LSU Final Four. Well, I mean, with the way Michigan's played this year, I don't think Ohio State has anything to worry about there. I agree, but, but uh, you never know. Do you think Ohio Rodriguez. State really can compete with these three SEC teams? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State. yeah there, there are some people who feel like they should be ranked higher. But once we've gotten to that, and somehow, by the way, Notre Dame is still in the top 10. I don't get that at all. But uh, I, I think that Georgia still, you know, look, Georgia can still run the table and jump back into this thing with one loss, but a lot would have to happen. And every year there are games that happen that you don't expect. But to me, I think that Alabama, LSU, and Clemson are there. And this may just come down to the last spot, which could be Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, could even be Penn State. Penn State. I used to see Penn State in the top 10 again. I don't know. There's something. A few years ago, they were really good. Yeah. Well, I I come from a family of central Pennsylvania people on my grandmother's side, and they were just, you know, big Penn State fans. I remember going up there and, the, you know, sometimes watching the football games with them or they come over and stuff like that back, you know, visit for the weekend in Jersey. We'd always watch the game. And I don't know, just something about my youth. It always felt like, you know, Penn State football is one of those things. And, you know, then there was all of the obvious situation there that uh, everything kind of went downhill. Yeah. And then you're right. They did rebound a little bit a couple of years ago, but it's just nice to see them back into the conversation again in the top 10. That's great. I don't think they can compete with those teams in the SEC, but still, it's nice that they're in this conversation. Probably not, but yeah, look, if, if they beat Michigan and run the table and win the Big Ten championship game, then they will be in the final four. I mean, you cannot have Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State all in there, but you certainly are going to have, I think, one of the teams in the Big Ten is going to get there. So, uh, okay, as far as baseball is concerned, we saw the walk-off last night for Carlos Correa to tie that series at one. They'll take the night off tonight. And they'll be back at it tomorrow night. But it's it's obviously do or die time right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, you talk about back against the wall. I mean, there's no question that tonight the Cardinals must win, Joe. Um, What's the pitching matchup tonight? Flaherty and Strasburg. Well, this is your must. I mean, you got Flaherty on there. You know, it's got it's got. I mean, the Nationals are minus one twenty five on the money line, so it's more, you know kind of an even game. There's no real distinct advantage here, but the Cardinals have to win. I mean, that's it. I mean, they don't win. You're not you're not winning four games in a row. So it's got to be tonight. No, it, it does. And you got their best guy out there to do it. Nice story, too, that was running last week at the end of that Cardinal series about uh, Flaherty when he went over there and hugged his mom and stuff like that. And that whole uh, that whole story. Did you catch that whole? I uh, you did. I saw the video at the end, but, you know, beyond that. No. Well, he wanted to quit baseball at one point. And his mother said, that's okay. she said, if you want to quit, you can go ahead. But she was going the other room and tell your brother that you're quitting because it got hard. And you tell your little brother and then you can go quit. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have the heart to do it, and there he is winning the uh, win the big game there in the uh, DS. So yes, and speaking of which, uh, uh, my little league team oh. was. How about this one? My little league team was down eighteen to eleven going into <laughs> going so into sorry. the last inning, Joe. Going into the last inning, uh huh. And we tied it, and because it was tied, we get to continue playing, and we did score an extra run, and we ended up winning eighteen seventeen. Is this a uh, coach pitch or yes, or? coach? Pitch, yeah. Okay. Coach pitch. Nice. So who's my, coach got lit it was two outs and it was two outs and my son came up and got a hit to keep the rally going too. So that was a good thing. There you go. Look at that. It's a good weekend. That was a good weekend. Yeah, it's true. I got to put things in perspective. Hey, perspective. Who, who, who cares? I mean, my, my son getting a hit versus the Titans getting blown out. Come on. Doesn't yeah. even come close. Yeah, exactly. It's the yin and yang of life. There's so good we got a game Thursday night. 
Oh, our yeah. Next, our next game is Thursday. Yeah, we play all the way into November, and then we're done. Yeah, but you'll be home by the time the Thursday night game. Oh, uh, last week I just made it. Last it's the, week I just made it. Too. I, I, if memory serves, the Chiefs on a short week, I want to say Thursday. Against Denver, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah there you go. Denver just continues to haunt you. Oh, gosh, <laughs> Chiefs better win this one, let me tell you. Do you think? <laughs> they got, I, mean, I don't know. I think good. Royce Freeman's going to rush for 200 yards. This week. Oh, man. Where's Kareem Hunt? Can you get Kareem Hunt back? Where? My kingdom for Kareem Hunt. I, I, I wish I, I wish I could record some of that video of their linebacker not even running after guys. Like I was stunned watching their defense yesterday. Defense All right, uh, back to uh, baseball here for a minute, and of course uh, we'll have Game Three coming up in the Bronx. Uh, but there was an announcement over the weekend, Joe, for fantasy, which is I think interesting for people who play in or have watched the League of Alternative Baseball reality. I believe for the last decade plus, they have done their drafts in Arizona. And this year they're moving it to Clearwater, Florida, which is probably good for our Florida man segment, but four hours from me. So I'll I'm be sure so if, if like the Florida man segment. Yeah. So, sure I, I, so, so look now, look, I still this is a long drive. OK, this is like being on the other. It's like you driving to D.C. or something like that, essentially. <laughs> but right. it gives me a chance to go. So I think that this could be this could be a first for me. I have not I have yet to play in labor because it's in Arizona every year. And this year that's in Florida. I feel like I should at least try. Uh, this was my first year in labor uh, on the online one, and I was an unmitigated disaster. I had the first overall pick, Mike Trout. After that, nothing went right. I was dead last with a bullet. It, you could I, you could take me out in the back and shoot my team uh, somewhere around uh, June 1st. You could just take them out and shoot them. That was it. They, they were still bad. So I don't know if I'll be invited back. That's how that's how poor. Yeah, I I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Uh, one, 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 uh, one quick uh, pop culture story before we go. Now. This this caught my eye here because the whole marriage seemed bizarre from the beginning. But Nick Cannon, the actor, TV show game host of some kind, I believe that's still on now. He uh, married Mariah Carey, Joe, at one point. And uh, and now he's saying he wouldn't mind being married to her again. And Mariah Carey is saying no way. So you're the love expert, Joe. Any chance that <laughs> I'm Cannon, the love expert? Well, okay. I mean, you know, you, no, you're familiar with this scenario from. a little bit here. Okay, yeah, all right. So, so, do you think that Nick Cannon's got a shot with Mariah Carey again, or was that just one of those weird marriages that we never see happen? Mariah Carey strikes me as one of the strangest human beings on the planet, which means that Nick Cannon has to be one of the dumbest human beings on the planet in order to want to get back with her. I, she seems just insane on every single level every time i've ever seen her and stuff remember that that wacky stuff that happened a couple years ago at the at the new year's new year's eve absolutely yeah oh my god she's just and i've heard a lot of you know people entertainment industry wise you know talk about how crazy she is and she has you know rooms in her house that are all pink and things like just just nuts and like i think they have got kids together if i'm reading this properly i believe so So like i get from that perspective maybe he said it or something like that nick cannon seems like a sweet kid <laughs> but I mean, Nick Cannon, if you got out from under this relationship in the first place, I think you just keep moving on with life. You're still famous. I'm not sure why, but you keep working a ton. He's got game shows and stuff like that. Game on. shows. He was the host of that talent show for years. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, what he had that. Wild, he's not the host of that anymore, though. I think it's a Terry Crews now, isn't it? I think he's still hosting something. I thought it was Terry. He's hosting something, but it ain't that. Then he had that other show, that wild and out show for a while on MTV. I remember. Oh, like, maybe that's it. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, look. God bless the guy. He's worked a ton. Now, I don't know what kind of divorce settlement you get. I assume when you ma- marry Mariah Carey, 
you you're, have go, you're going in with nothing. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you, you're like, taking out what you went in there with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I mean, he's yeah. not he's not hurting. You know, but maybe he just wants the Mariah Carey lifestyle, I guess, because <laughs> I'm sure she's made way more money in her life than he has. I would think I don't so. Know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, w- I, I would think so. All right. Well, look, I thought we would just touch on that very important topic. Well, it's important. These are the things that people, you have your finger on the pulse, and these are the most important things. Pop culture, man. Yeah. I'm all about it. I you are all about pop culture it. guy. All right. Uh, our final time out of the show is here. We've made it through the end. We've covered every football game there is to cover. We've touched on baseball. We've touched on Mariah Carey. The only thing that we have yet to touch on is exit velocity, and we're going to do that coming up next. Just a quick reminder, our show is on Monday through Friday from noon to 2 Eastern, and you can listen to our show on demand on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please make sure that you subscribe and like our show. If you're going to rate us, give us five stars as well. may want to mention my name, Craig Mish, or even Joe Pizapia's name in some of the description to let people know what exactly we do here every day on the show. We enjoy doing it for you live, but it's just as important for us for you to listen to us on demand and make us part of your schedule. Thank you so much for doing it. We got a quick timeout. Exit Velocity is next right here on FNTSY Radio. Craig Mistral, Pizza Pia, wrapping it up after this. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. It's our final segment. Time to end our show with what we always do. It's like the hot take of the day that for me ends up being a cold one. We call it a little exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit Velocity. Nice Velocity. All right, I'm ending the show today with a little bit of a reality check, and that's what this is, is that we have so many problems with the coaches in the NFL. We have so many problems with the quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that what we just need to come to grips with is that this league is not elite. There are only a handful of players that are far and away better than everybody else. There are only a handful of coaches that are far away better than everybody else. And for the most part, everybody's just kind of the same. This isn't all about parity. It's about specific teams that when you play against, they're not even lining up to play in their tanking. Teams are winning those games. Dallas looked great after winning those games. But when two teams are playing each other and they're more or less the same, the outcome can go either way. And that's why betting on the NFL is such a difficult proposition because simply put on a week-to-week basis, unless you have Tom Brady, unless you have Aaron Rodgers or one of those elite quarterbacks in the NFL like Lamar Jackson and most of the time Patrick Mahomes, it sometimes doesn't even come down to them. It comes down to the coach. And even those coaches in the NFL are easily replaceable. We always want the shiny new thing, but it's not always the answer. So in the NFL, the great teams, there are few. The bad teams, there are many. The mediocre teams, that's who virtually everybody is. The NFL, 
It's fun to watch. It gets all the ratings. And it takes our Sundays and puts us in a place where we love to be in the world of fantasy every week. But in reality, it is a mediocre league in the end. And very few teams have a chance to win a championship. And a lot more teams have a chance to get their quarterbacks cut and their coaches fired. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to my producer, Sean Glastamakia. For Joe Pizapia, I'm Craig Mish. Coming up next, full-time fantasy. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. See ya.